0: Hi, I'm Kira and I'm Sarah and, and you're, you're listening, listening to decommission. decommission woo I am recording <laughs> In my sheet of three things including only two oh my morals gosh, and I have like six Seven things yeah i i usually write so much well okay <laughs> so this movie we'd both seen before together in the last recently year. yeah so it was i mean it was about a year ago it was right before ethan and i moved to california so it was maybe in like february of 2020 it was before before everything closed the whole big mess hadn't started yet but yeah it I had forgotten a lot of it, but the thing is, I knew the main skeletal story, so it was mostly, like, trying to find the quotes and stuff, but there really aren't that many quotes. No. At least not that I, that we caught. No, because the dialogue really, the dialogue isn't that bad. Like, it's not mind-blowingly good, but it's also not frenemies bad. Yeah. Therefore, we didn't write it down, because it wasn't amazing and it wasn't bad, so it was... I don't know. <laughs> it was easy to kind of get distracted during it and it was about really things easy which get distracted. we did. Yeah, at some point whenever we load the uh, load? Whenever we upload the watch-along, you'll notice that the- <laughs> there's a big <laughs> yeah, people are going to probably up. turn it off. They're going to be like these these girls are talking too much. I can't focus on the movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly I feel a we little fun, bad though. because I know people really like the 13th year and I'm not saying I don't like it. Spoilers, I guess. But um, oh, so for New Year's I had a really lovely New Year's this year. Um, and it was kind of impromptu, but I have my my AP Gov friends. I think I've talked about them before, but I have this group of, of friends from high school and we were all in AP Gov together, and there's seven of us, I think. One, two, three. Yeah, there's seven of us. Um, I had to think about our so 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 I I I adore them and I think they're all great people and really intelligent and creative and amazing, and I'm so grateful. For that class and for their friendship, and it's amazing. Towards the beginning of the pandemic, I was in like May or June, I think. I think it was late spring or early summer. One of the one of them was like, "Hey, we should do D and D. We should start a D and D group with this group." And I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to do that!" Because <laughs> I just started playing D and D with some of Ethan's friends, and it was kind of like petering out because you know life happens. and right. uh, especially in 2020 when yeah. things were so up in the air. Yeah. Exactly. So my friend Matt was like, "Yeah, I'll be DM." I think I was kind of like, "Matt, you'll be DM, right?" Because I <laughs> he's incredibly intelligent and creative when it comes to stories and writing. I was like, "Please do this." It's a given. Yeah, he, has to be he was already. Yeah. He was actually uh, two of the people in my of class. In my of class were like our our valedictorians. We didn't really have valedictorians, which I appreciate. We had the people who Wait, could have been valedictorians. I mean, Alex would have been valedictorian. Alex and Matt I would have like been. our year did have one, but I couldn't tell you who it was. I don't remember. We didn't have any valedictorians. We just had the... the we had three speakers. Um, we had someone who spoke about the past, someone who spoke about the present, and someone who spoke about the future. And Oh, it's like a Christmas carol. Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> For graduation. Hmm. What's fascinating to me... So, two of the people who were speakers um were on student council or our student senate and one of them was my friend alex who's in who's in my ap group group with me and he talked about the past and i appreciated what he did because most of the time when people talk about the past they just talked about their friend groups and how popular they were and it was like ridiculous but alex actually talked about like the past of like our school system and what what we'd actually gone through in school and how our schools had changed and the tornado and like all sorts of stuff and then (laughs) the person in the who did the present speech she was fine, but she and I are not really friends. But uh, at one point, she talked about, like, all our different denominations because she's one of those super Catholic people. And she goes, and we even have a Jew or something. And I was like, yeah. Oh. And I, like, <laughs> I, like screamed <laughs> from my seat. And everyone everyone looked at me and they were like, oh, yeah, it's you. You're was the like, Jew. I you betcha. It's just me. I'm the so only really one said in that? this grade. We have a Jew? <laughs> yeah. No, I because she was like, we have... We have Catholics and Protestants and Lutherans and a Jew. Oh I don't know if she God. said a Jew, but she said she said Jews. But a, Jew? Just Here? Me. a Jew? Yeah, a Jew. Please tell me. Tell oh, me. Oh, I wish. That. I don't. I don't think I was. Uh, I don't think that would have flown nearly as well <laughs> as me just going woo. No one else watches Mel Brooks movies. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. The amount that you and I quote Robin Hood men is really insane. It's unhealthy. It's un- it's really truly it's unhealthy. It's totally fine. I think I think almost every time you and I talk we see we say, "Did you say A Blinken?" <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Hey, Blinken. <laughs> uh but the the future speaker was my friend Matt. And Matt was Like and I'm sure he would own up to this and I I mean this in like a really nice, like I admire him wholeheartedly way. He was a super nerd like our whole time in school. But in our later years of high school from like maybe sophomore year on, people were realizing that he was incredibly funny. He is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, especially when it comes to writing. And his future speech was so funny, and I actually need—I need to ask him if he still has it because it was so incredibly I hope he eloquent and funny. Does because I want to hear it. I can't remember. This is really bad. I can't even remember. Did I go to your graduation? I feel like I. Yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Okay. I don't think I have any. <laughs> I, was I, have like, I feel any like I was there. Why do graduation. I not remember? I don't know what happened. My dad seems to have lost all the pictures. All the pictures from my high school graduation, which is a bummer, because I had pictures of me. There was one picture of me with both both of my grandmas, which never happened because my grandmother from illinois actually came to my graduation which is surprising but then my grandmother from massachusetts my mother's grand, my, my mother's grandmother my mother's mother and her father they all came out so i think there might even be a picture somewhere in the ethers of you know the digital realm of me and all all of my grandparents that i ever had a relationship with my dad's father died when i was one so but i don't know what happened to it i haven't seen it in forever hmm. Does he have a like hard drive saved somewhere that he saves things on? He has all of these pictures saved on multiple hard drives, but that one, oh that set of pictures from my graduation, because it was also like a joint graduation party with my sister who had graduated in May from college. So it's just kind of a bummer. But I believe you came to that. I have, I know I went to I believe yours. So too. I know you did because I've seen the picture and usually pictures help I me remember better, but maybe it's because I haven't seen a picture from your graduation. I'm 99% sure you went. We I don't were know still why I so would have close. Gone. I would have been home by then. Yeah. From and college. You and went, like, so. you and I went through, like, a lull where we, like, didn't talk as much. But that's because you and I were, like, juniors and seniors in college. Yeah. Like, when you were first doing your internship, like, your – what was that? Your... Was that your... your senior year? Yeah. Second semester of my senior year. I think it was the semester before that when we – because that was the, the junior year, my junior year. My junior year, I know we didn't talk that much because the first semester I was in – London, and then the second semester was a nightmare. And you were doing that, but it's not like we didn't talk. We just right. you know, we didn't talk as and, much. And you and I We're those f- friends who can we can go months without talking and we'd still be fine <laughs> we'd come back and quote men and tights just as we used to yeah i could I, we could go years without talking and then i'd just be like hey how are you and be like i'm fine how are you how you been what's going on and there'd be no judgment but it's not like we would go years with not wanting to talk it's just be like oh crap i need to talk to sarah i haven't talked to her in a while how right. you doing but now it's funny because now we we talk like every single day between group chats with your family and, and the podcast some. obviously I mean, I'm super grateful. I was telling, I was telling back to my New Year's story. So anyway, my AP group, my AP gov group, I've been super grateful for them. We do D and D every other week, and then on New Year's, my friend Matt was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have like a New Year's hangout on on Discord. You know, anyone can join," and it was me, and Ethan, and then Matt and his wife Rachel, who's an angel. I adore her, and then a couple of my friends and his friends from we were kind of in the same friend group in high school and then a couple of his college friends and it was a blast. It was so much fun. So like I get that people are really tired of hanging out over digital. Trust me, I am too, but like this was a this is a blast. It was really fun. And we just played like drinking games without drinking like cuz like half the people weren't even drinking. And then and then it was really funny because they were like, happy new year, everyone. Yay, 2021. And I was like, happy 10 p.m. PC- yeah. PST. <laughs> I messaged you that too. Like, <laughs> happy Central time new year. You're like, happy 10 p.m. It's my new favorite thing to do because I know so many people in Central. But yeah, and it was, and I was able to tell them. So actually when I was going through, going, the point that I was reaching with talking about my new years is talking about my new years is that uh, I did like a, someone mentioned DCOM. Someone said something about Disney Channel original movies. And I was like, hey, I do a podcast with my best friend just so nice that pluck. we can keep connected. And they were like, tell me what it is. And then they asked about the 13th year and Brink. And I was like, hey, that is the start of our news season. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> if you so, guys are listening, hello. Yeah. Hello, guys. I appreciate you so much. That night was really fun. Number one. I feel like I've made new friends, which always feels nice. Isn't that weird? In a year of digital hangouts, you're making new friends, and that's really yeah, cool. it's amazing. I mean, people have talked about it before, but I mean, we're really lucky that this is when the pandemic is taking place. Even if this had happened five years ago, we'd all be using Skype. Oh, and that would be a nightmare. It'd be rough. It'd be it'd be awful. Like we're really lucky. I'm not saying that we're lucky. There's a pandemic. Don't mince my words. I'm saying that we're lucky that to have the technology that we have. Yes, that in this yeah. pandemic that was going to happen, we have the means to create joy where we can. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, my depression isn't is on vacation and I'm doing great cuz trust me I'm not. But I'm able to find ways to connect with my family, to connect with Sarah, to connect with my other friends that I have. Uh, somewhere. Just kidding. <laughs> Connect with you guys. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm able to play. I got. I got. I was telling Sarah, Ethan, and I got my parents Animal Crossing for Christmas, and I'm able to play Animal Crossing with my family now. Like it's 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 really amazing where we are, and like I said, if this happened five years ago, it we'd be we'd be so much more miserable. And by the we. I don't even necessarily mean the royal we. I literally just mean the we of my family (laughs) and including Sarah. Yeah. So because I'm part of your family. Yeah. I mean, you are. As (laughs) I've mentioned, I'm sure I've mentioned this, but Sarah is in my parents will. That's how deep she is in my family. (laughs) They're never getting rid of me now. No, not since they're giving you money. (laughs) (laughs) I always I've told Sarah this before and I tell people this all the time. I don't know why Sarah is still friends with me. I think it, I'm super, super lucky that she has kept me in her life because she is a near perfect human being. Sounds like your lactose intolerance. <laughs> like the one. Thing, I just like, want to drink milk again and have ice cream. Yeah, but Oatly needs to sponsor us because I will, I will seriously talk praises of Oatly. Um, so Ethan is also lactose intolerant, but he's, um. How should I put this he doesn't care and he he knows that I don't care um, I was like that for a while and then I realized I don't really mind oat milk and almond milk as much as I think I would no it's the really only things not that I bad. can't give up are Culver's custard I yeah. cannot give that up no it's perfect and... I got I got Ethan an ice cream maker for Christmas and he's like oh. can it make custard and I was like I yeah, probably <laughs> yeah, I hope so <laughs> the um what is it? from babcock hall they have an orange chocolate chip ice cream. oh that That's one yeah so good <sighs> yeah no it's it's really just like frozen dairy desserts or mm-hmm. even just dairy desserts yeah but like i said oatly. so i ethan's gone through quite a few different oat milks because he realized that oat milk is the dairy-free product that he likes the most and honestly Same. i do too yep I was almond milk for a long time, and then I tried oat milk because I feel like oat milk hasn't been a big thing for no, it's it's a m- very much, long time much more main m- newly mainstream yeah, but there's a brand that they sell at a few places, but it's the, the most common place nationally. I would say is Target, and it's so good. It's like See, I, that's I why I that. feel like I was I gonna say I can only time. find it at Target. Whenever I do I do online yeah, orders at hy V, and they don't have it. But no. they have planet oat, and that's fine too. It's fine. There's something about planet good. oat that I just don't really I like. I feel like it's more watery. It is. And it's also, this is the stupidest way to describe this, but it's also got a browner flavor to it. It literally looks browner, number one, but like it's just got this kind of like earthier flavor to it. Maybe that's it. It's less creamy. Yeah, and it's less creamy. The oat milk is like perfectly creamy. It's like a really nice, it almost, like it has like a. Planet Earth tries to be like a one percent, but yeah, maybe that's why I pick it because I grew up. My mom always bought skim milk, so that's see, what I, I always grew bought skim with. milk too, and I like mm-hmm. skim milk. But skim non dairy milk is just like, cause like yeah. that's why I like almond. When I want something light, I like almond milk, but almond milk has a very strong flavor. Mm-hmm. So actually, I've started trying when I can. It's usually more expensive. Like if I go to Starbucks and for some reason I don't want skim milk I'll get coconut milk but it's more expensive which is a bummer I'm not a big fan of coconut milk just because I'm not a big fan of coconut flavor in general (laughs) love coconut Ethan hates coconut Ethan it's like the only flavor like he kind he he gets mad at me whenever I say this but he he likes lemon in moderation but he does not like coconut and he can taste it all the time my dad's the same way they really don't like coconut I love coconut I could eat coconut desserts every day i yeah. i love the texture i love the flavor i can eat coconut chips i mm, i love coconut it's weird because there's some coconut things i really like like at the art institute of chicago they have those um have you ever had their coconut macaroons uh, little dessert yeah that's what they are i was like what kind of desserts are I those they're so but good those are really good but i feel like i can only have like three bites and then i'm like too much coconut <laughs> can't See, take it i anymore. love coconut So I don't really drink because I'm pretty intolerant to most alcohols. And I basically say that I'm allergic because it really causes me to have... It feels like I'm having severe indigestion. Like it feels like my stomach is on fire. Ah, alcohol intolerance instead of lactose intolerance. Yeah, really. But I've learned that I can't... I don't know if it's the sugar content or what, but rum is okay in moderation, obviously. But I like the other thing about like rum drinks is that they're mostly fruity with coconut. They're like tropical, which is like my favorite thing. Oh, I miss Disney just for that one drink. Wait, which drink is that? It's called In a magic star, ma- Magical Star cocktail. Where do they sell that one? They sell it almost everywhere. Oh, how have I not had that? It's like pineapple, coconut, and like grenadine. And it's it's just so good. And like when Sarah and I watched Holes, we watched um we did our holes drinking game, which is so fun. I I forgot about that. But oh, yeah, we so should fun. do we should do that again. I don't even mind if it's the same movie. <laughs> I thought we were gonna do Shrek and Shrek too. <gasps> yes. I gotta look up Shrek Let's drinking games. A shrinking game. <laughs> um anyway, um, the drinking game for holes, the main one is that anytime there's slow motion you drink, and I think we did anytime there's a flashback. And anytime there's a, a a guitar twang, yeah, those were like our big three. Uh, the slow motion you can honestly get really far with just the slow motion. Uh, it's kind of like a decom in that aspect. Really? So many slow mo scenes and decoms. So, I mean, it almost is a decom, but it was a theatrical release. But what I did for that is I took Minute Maid Tropical Punch, which is amazing, and. I just put some cap'n in it, and that's what I drank. And it was amazing, and that was my drink. It was tropical <laughs> and with some rum in it. And that's, like, all I can drink. I can't drink wine. I can't drink tequila. I can't drink vodka. I can't drink gin, whiskey, anything like that. I It will cause me to be in a lot of pain almost immediately. Yeah. I can't drink beer either. Beer beer doesn't work as immediately, but, like, in, like, an hour I'll feel it. But, like, the, yeah, most liquors besides rum immediate. I don't know what it is about that's rum. That's so weird. And it was it was like this turning point because like I was at Thanksgiving or something with my family and my dad gave me a rum and coke and he was like, Do you want to try this? And I was like, sure. And I tried it. I was like, this doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in it. And he was like, there's a lot of alcohol in this. And I was like, it tastes <laughs> like a Coke that's gone flat. <laughs> and that's how you found your drink. I remember that because I feel like shortly after well not shortly, like a few I was months like later we went to the, the Ren Fair. Also. I was like, I feel like, like we went to the Renaissance fair and you were like, Oh, should we get drinks? I'm like, Kira, I didn't that think that you drank with, anything. That was with Daryl and Ethan. That was in twenty eighteen. So I was I think w- wasn't there a year before that was just the two of us? And oh, we it might have been it might have been twenty seventeen. So yeah, when I was twenty four. Yeah. Um so yeah, I was like twenty two or twenty three when this happened. Like oh, okay. I and like well, I mean we the... just hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. That was probably, probably our lull. Probably. And then we got together again and we drank and had a merry <laughs> time at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> oh, rip the Renaissance Fair, I miss it. I was always like I this I've always been like this and like I never drank I never drank in high school was like I was having fun with my nerd friends playing nerd things and painting our sushi. faces and watching yeah movies <laughs> and it was amazing and that's all I want I wanted to play board games um, and then in college I was a part of a theater department and if people don't know theater departments are um, thirsty and so I was like always DD like I was always the designated driver same, all because I was time. in marching band it it was the same scenario yeah. And then of course, I don't know I don't know if everyone is like everyone else is like this, but like every time I'm like I don't drink, they're like, Oh, but you smoke weed, right? And I'm like, No, I don't. I'm asthmatic. <laughs> yeah, yep, people would say that to me too. I'm like, no. All the time. I'm, I'm not good. like I mean people can do whatever they want, you know, within re- within reason, within health and, and you know, safety reason. Mm-hmm. But every time without fail, I would be asked. Yeah. But you smoke weed, right? <laughs> Oh, and I really want to name, if I ever get famous and make an autobiography, I'm going to name it, but you smoke weed, right? Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> Ethan's going to name his just Nerd. Nerd. Because I, I sent, he sent me a picture of the lake when we were living in Chicago, and I sent him back a picture of just Nerd written over it in, in white, like, white finger painting. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about the 13th year. Oh yeah, it's been 20 minutes. We should probably start yeah. talking about <laughs> Something well, related to the movie. Yeah, and I feel a little bit bad because last week I'm pretty sure we just started talking about Brink immediately. I don't okay, Sarah and I were talking about this. We don't remember recording Brink the Brink episode at all because it's, it's been, been a couple two weeks. weeks. It's been a while. We <laughs> We recorded the Brink one before Christmas, didn't we? And then we're like, Oh, we're gonna take some time off for the holidays. Yeah. Because we, we wanted it. to get a little ahead of the season. but Yeah, we recorded it so that we would just have that whole week off because it was like, let's have a vacation. And I was like, I don't want to edit and I just want to veg out because I don't have to work all week. And it was amazing. And then this week we watched the 13th year and we we're recording on Sunday. And it feels like we never recorded the Brink episode because I also haven't edited it yet. Ed- I haven't edited it yet. It is so hard to say edited it. Edited. It sounds edited. like I'm having a stammer, but um, yeah, I'm planning to do that tonight. So, and also, I don't know, as I said in the, the episode last week, the Brink episode, uh, I have a new recording setup and Sarah has a bit of a new recording setup and me being the the dumb butt that I am, I didn't listen to it to see if it sounds okay. So we might have two weeks of sounding kind of crappy, but we'll see. We'll find out. We'll all find out. Yeah, so the 13th year. I should read the blurb, shouldn't I? It's from 1999. I could say that without looking at the blurb. Coming of age and fantasy, maybe? I think it's just coming of age and fantasy, yeah. But I have to bring it back up because I was still on the group watch page, which my group watch- Oh, we should see what the group watch- It doesn't have any blurb for me. Yours did. Oh, I would have to get back into a group watch. Never mind. Let me see if I can find it on mobile cuz i remember it was really funny because the 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 short one was like yeah. the same but just re, reworded the 13th year sorry that's not what the 13th year song sounds like <laughs> 13th uh, year My 13th year <laughs> Uh, okay, so just a spoiler, I guess, for the end of this movie. It's not really a spoiler at all. It's the credits song. It's amazing. It's so bad. That is an F song if I've ever heard one. I always make fun of the songs in these movies because they always sound like someone singing like this. And I always imitate, like, the Blink-182 singer. But But this this one one is, like, 200%. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) I woke up with fins and I swam into the ocean and this all happened on my 13th year. year. (laughs) Sounds like a Kermit the Frog impression. I found it. Okay, so it's from 1999. It's an hour 28 minutes. It's rated G, which this one is very much G. Yeah. It's coming of age in fantasy. The mobile blurb is, Cody learns he can communicate with fish as he nears his 13th birthday. Which is true, but also not the main thing that he learns. Right. But then the real blurb on the website is, as he approaches his 13th birthday... Cody gets scales and fins, begins to breathe underwater, and communicates with fish. Can he find the secret behind this phenomenon? <laughs> I kind of like the mobile one, though. I feel like I do. I just the wish longer wasn't... one, even though it's very short, it gives away. What it gives happens. away more. I wish that it wasn't that he communicates with fish. I wish it was just like he starts to go through some weird changes, or even like weird <laughs> mystical changes. Because I mean, okay, on the the picture for the website it's Cody with his arms crossed and then Sam his girlfriend with her arm around him but his arms have the like fins on them right which honestly those fins look pretty darn good especially for 1999 they were practical I mean I didn't look up who did the makeup for this I looked up the director and I looked up the writer is it the director who did um double Team? yeah and so the director for this movie I wrote it all down okay good the director of this movie did halloween town ready to run double teamed right on track tiger cruise and now you see it along with others but that yep. weren't DCOMs. also i don't know what this on imdb there's like a trailer for this movie that i don't understand because the the clip for it like the the thumbnail for it is not from this movie it's really weird. it's like this kid with like kind of long hair that's been slicked back He's got a suit on and he's in a car. I don't understand. Huh. Yeah, that's definitely not this. I don't think they were in a car at all in this movie. No, they're beach town. They only do beach. So it was a father-daughter team of the Westmores, And the Westmoors are a huge makeup family. So I really like the show Mm -hmm. Face Off, which is a reality show where makeup artists compete against each other. And I really like it because there's, like, no drama on it. It's all... I mean, if there's a really dramatic person, yeah. But th- there's no, like, this happened in the house, and this happened in summer, and someone tries to see Like, none of that. It's just all about the artistry. hmm One of the... Not judges, but, like, the mentor of the show, his name is Michael Westmore, and he did a lot of Star Trek and a lot of really big-name makeup shows from the 90s and before and after. Like, he designed Worf from Star Trek Next Generation. Like, he's he's big. And then his daughter, Mackenzie, is the host of the show. She doesn't really do much except just be like, and now, you're going to be doing this. But she's fine. She does a fine job. Mm-hmm. So these guys, it looks like... So Candace Westmore, Candace Westmore was the key makeup artist, and then Marvin G. Westmore was the makeup artist. And Marvin G. Westmore... Is the brother of Michael Westmore? Dang, it just runs in the family, huh? Yeah. So it's a huge. Honestly, though, like looking at the makeup for the the mermaids, I was wondering. I was like, you know, I wonder if if this is really if if this person like studied under Michael Westmore is like you know has any relationship. to Michael Westmore? Westmore? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Is, yeah is saying Westmore Um, I mean he hasn't done as much as Michael Westmore what else has Michael Westmore done he's, not, he's done a lot of Star Trek Uh, he did Star Trek Enterprise he did Star Trek Nemesis he did Star gonna Trek say that Voyager that's been on for many years so I'm guessing that's probably what most of his stuff is yeah he's in, he did Deep Space Nine Insurrection Starfleet Academy Klingon Borg First Contact couple of these he's the makeup consultant but still it's because it's based off of his makeup yeah next generation he did the makeup for he did special makeup for rocky five he did makeup for macgyver he did the makeup design for masters of the universe oh he did the makeup design for roxanne that's a movie with steve martin which is um, a modern adaptation of cyrano de bergerac and he has a big prosthetic nose but it's really well done makeup Um, And it's supposed to look kind of fake, so it's fine. Yeah. He's he's done a lot of sci-fi stuff. But yeah, the makeup was... A lot of this movie was practical. There were only a couple of special effects. But the special effects, I guess we're going into how well this movie held up, first of all. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) It's organic, everybody. The only special effect that I can think of is when he sees his fins on his feet for the first time. Yeah, and they transition. Yeah, it was more of a transition than, like, a special effect. And it was, it didn't look great, but yeah. it, it it holds up better than some, like, Though, what was fancy? the movie where the transition was so slow? Was that Don't Look Under the Bed? There was something that took a long time to transition, and it was ridiculous how long you know it what took. you it was to transition? Like, a transi- scene transition or a... No, like, special- a body transformation. Like, their body was transforming into something. It's oh. gonna bother me. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, there was another decom where it just they it, they it might have been don't look at that. I wouldn't. It be just lingered if for too long, so I'm glad that this wasn't like that. No, this one, this movie is paced pretty well. There wasn't any, but that might have also been because we'd seen it before. But it it there's like a you know the the middle of it gets a little slower. It's just kind of like okay, we get it. He's turning into a merman. Let's move on. But it's not. It's it's only an hour twenty eight. So it doesn't overstay its welcome. It like just it just hits it like about where it needs to be, and the ending doesn't seem super rushed. It just seems a little rushed. Actually, I realized before we go into the test of time, I should do a little actual blurb. Ah, yes. So this movie is about Cody, who was found on a buoy by his adopted parents, but was left there by a mermaid. And this mermaid is being hunted by this fisherman who turns out to be Cody's friend, I guess. They're not really uh, his dad. Um, it, but the, Cody, this kid and Cody, they're not really friends. They were like bully and nerd. But now they're friends because Cody's like, you know, you're a nerd about science. Tell me what's going on with me. My body is changing. And this nerd's like, yeah, I don't know how to swim. Teach me how to swim. You're like a really great swim team guy. And so, like that's like the meat of the movie. And honestly, it's it's fine. He's it's 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 nice. And they both, you know, they do a nice job together. But yeah, it's weird because the nerdy kid's dad is trying to hunt Cody's real mom that he doesn't know exists, and he's going through all these changes where he's getting scales and he's he can communicate with fish, and all of this stuff. And then they realize that he's turning into a merman. And then in the end, he just returns to the sea. And then the mom's like the the mermaid mom sends a message telepathically to the the land mom where she's like i'll have him home by the time school starts (laughs) makes no sense makes no sense gonna come back to land i (laughs) there should have been a sequel we need to know Uh, yeah this movie really 14th year but not in a way not in the way that like it seems unfinished without a sequel it just set up for a sequel that would have been easy to make. Like, not, not like, okay, it would have been easy to make the movie entirely. No, just, like, story-wise, it would have been easy to just kind of clink another chain link on. Yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't, honestly. Because I, I feel do. like this one was really popular. Hmm. Maybe it's a good thing they didn't. Who knows? Yeah. That's, like, the one thing about this movie that I'm like, really? That's that's where we're going with this? First of all, that the mother can just communicate telepathically with land mother? Like, really? That's so weird. That and we're just supposed to believe that he can come back and turn into a regular land-walking human? Okay, also, he's an adopted child. What is social services going to say? Well, that's another thing that's confusing is, did they report that they found this baby on a buoy in the ocean? Because, like, adoption processes are tough. Yeah. So unless they were like, we'll foster until we can adopt, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, I don't, don't know really how the foster process works and the adoption process, but it was just kind of like a, uh-huh. Yeah. And now he's just going to be gone for a while. What yeah, are they going to think of and that? disbelief. Also, how is he going to be able to come back? How is he going to be able to, to just be a kid again? He's a merman now. Yeah. Maybe, also, maybe he can control it after 14 years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, also, no. the... um. The best part of this movie, and I mean this uh, facetiously, the best part of this movie is at the end where Cody does this really cool jump from the water to show that he's fully transformed into his merman self. And it's very obvious that he was holding onto like a, a pole used for like water skiing because his arms are like shoulder width apart and they're like gripped onto something. But it's right, like he's about to bench taken press. Out. <laughs> and it's so, and it's like, why didn't they even put his hands together? Like, it looks so stupid. It's it's so funny. But it's like the but one But it's thing... really funny to watch. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> we got a good laugh out of it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then we had the great song at the end. It was just. My 13th year. Great conclusion.
1: Humor wise. Like, yeah,
0: really sounds like he's trying to imitate Janice from Dr. Teeth, which is the Muppet band. I realized I should. Mm. Thank you. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, what is that? I said Dr. Teeth and the Magic Explosion or something. What is it? I can never name. remember what the actual band is called. But Dr. Teeth plays the piano and he's got a gold tooth and he's like a spider. Dr. <laughs> Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Ah. That's what it is. I usually remember that. I do love the Muppets dearly. You could have said anything and I would have believed you. I don't know why I never watched Muppets stuff growing up. I I enjoy it. Now. I was uncultured as a child. I'm not going to argue if you didn't like the Muppets. (laughs) Uh, Going back to how well this movie held up. This movie had its 90s-ness. Don't get me wrong. But 90s it, hair. It was, yeah. Cody had really 90s hair. 90s, uh, but the clothing? Uh, sets. Yeah, the clothing wasn't that bad, though. Like, the clothing was 90s, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like You Lucky Dog, or even like Don't Look Under the Bed, where it was painful to look at them. It was just like, okay, these are clothes that people are wearing. And it's like, that's. That's what I wanted Halloween Town's clothes to feel like for me, but I just can't get over her sweatpants and sneakers. <laughs> like, there's just yeah. something about those that just like they're triggering to me, and I just I can't. It's a personal thing, and I understand that. But I'm like, I don't know. Their their clothes just seemed kind of like regular people clothes. It didn't seem like they were movie clothes. But it wasn't just like oh I'm contradicting myself but it, it also didn't seem like they just pulled people off the street and put them on the screen like that's how I feel like they did what they did for the Halloween Town costumes were there like you from th- in front of the Seven Eleven. come on we're making a movie uh, we're gonna shoot it right now this one I felt like okay I saw someone wearing this outfit you know at the Seven Eleven. but let's take it and let's color coordinate it a little bit more make and it maybe make beachy, it look a little better yeah. yeah make it look a little beachier <sighs> I think this movie holds up pretty darn well for what it is. I think so, too. I was kind of scared going back to watch this because even though we had just watched it a year before, we didn't really watch it with a critical mindset. So I was kind of worried that it was going to not hold up as well. But I think it does a good job. I think it does a good job. I don't think it's like the best holding up movie ever in the world, but I'm going to give it a 7 Five, mm-hmm. which I is was higher than I was Halloween at Town. Team, and I had that at a seven. Oh, Just, I I'm, I'm trying to find part. ones that are kind of, but I can't remember what year that came out. Oh, that's 2002. Okay, I was looking at Halloween Town, Don't Look Under the Bed, and Xenon, because those are all from about the same year, and they're all a bit more magical. I don't think that I don't think this holds up as well as Xenon for one reason, and that's because, and I have talked about this all the time when I talk about Xenon. Xenon has the mystical future element where it mm-hmm. gets to be campy because of that. Yeah. I think Xenon an 8.7.5. Yeah. I am like waffling. I almost want to give this like a 7.7.5. Yeah. I think I'm going to give this one an 8.
1: Yeah. What else do I have at an
0: 8? What else? I, I don't even know. Do I not have an 8? I, I don't think, think I, I have, have an 8. eight. I'm going to do an 8. i Starstruck at a 7. I've jump in at an 8.5. I think I'm going to give this a 7.7.5 because... I think I think it holds up. I think it holds up really well for what it is. It's not yep. like it, you can't tell that it's from 1999, but it just it just it just seems like a movie. It doesn't yeah. seem like it doesn't seem like it's going. Hey, we're from 1999, and it's that it's that balance of of finding the trying hard but not trying. Enough. It's like it's like they they tried just enough. Yeah. To and bring I feel the like 1999 quality. There weren't any tasteless jokes. No. Not, that I, like not that. that I remember, at least. Unless Which there I was that time when we were talking were too much. But... We've talked about how we don't really remember Brink, but I feel like they had some of those. Oh, there were so much. There was yeah. so many problems with Brink. There was sexism and so it racism. was good to not have that. Well, yeah. even though we weren't paying attention to a lot of the dialogue in the beginning, I feel like there wasn't. Well, and the other thing is that what's interesting about this movie... And just or this high school, I guess, or I guess middle school because they're yeah, you know thirteen. Mm-hmm. Is that they had a co-ed swim team? Yeah, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they wouldn't like you know share locker rooms because that's like the number one sport you don't want to do that with. But it was cool to see because initially I was watching I'm like, "Why well, they have a co-ed swim team?" That's weird. Yeah, but I guess it's have cool. That. Yeah, yeah. So it's. It was an interesting movie. I like in regards to like being from nineteen ninety nine. I think the only reason that I would go, yeah, this is probably from the nineties, is just the hairstyles. Yeah, and it's really only Cody and Sam, and maybe the nerdy kid. What can't remember <laughs> his name's <is> Jess. <laughs> Jess, thank you. Yeah. Um, but like, it wasn't egregious like brink the brink hairstyles were like everybody looks like they're from 1998 yeah and then this the parents like, had kind of, like they were pretty 90s outfits but their hairstyles and everything were yeah they looked... normal it was joey from full uncle joey from full house uncle and he joey, just looked dave, the same dave coulier um so Ethan and I have talked about this before uh, we really like the game series Yakuza or uh, the new one is called Like a Dragon so in Yakuza 3 there's a character Who's the brother of a character you've already met, and his name is Joji. So we just kept calling, (laughs) we just kept calling him every scene. We'd go, Uncle Joey. (laughs) So when I saw Dave Kluyne, I was like, Uncle Joey, Joji. (laughs) It's funny. Uh, I don't think I'd seen any other movies that he was in. I only knew him from Full House, so it's kind of hard watching this movie and not thinking Uncle Joey. But he's so much more serious in this movie. He's really he does a really nice job. He's not super funny. He just plays like a really regular kind of goofy dad, which yeah. I really appreciated. Yeah. Because he didn't not try to go. Top. He wasn't over the top. He wasn't he wasn't super acty either. He wasn't like, I'm not a comedian. I am an actor now. Yeah. He was just Dave Coulier playing a dad, which was yeah. cool. It was really nice. It was nice. Also, his hair was different than when he was Uncle Joey. Because when he was Uncle Joey, he had that like pseudo mullet for most of it. This one he had like a regular hairstyle. It was on for so many years, though. I guess he probably had multiple styles. Yeah, probably. But when I think of him, I think of him when when, Michelle (laughs) was like an infant, which is you know when he said that, I'm like, oh yeah, at the beginning he did have that mullet. But I mean, I I only watched Full House when it was on Nick at Night sometimes, and it was usually if it was on before something that I wanted to watch. Not that I don't like Full House, but it's just like it was just one of those. Live studio audience t- sitcoms that I was kind of like. There's too much laugh track in this. There's too much. Too I think much. I realized when that when funny. I was older. Like, oh, there is a lot of laugh track in this, but as a kid, I never really thought about it that much. And yeah,
1: I when grew I was up little, with
0: it. when I was little, I called laugh track, laugh attack, laugh attack. Isn't that a a different show or something? Probably. That sounds so familiar. Laugh attack. Uh, okay, so moving on to the moral, I think we're going to have a really short moral section because, as I mentioned, I only have two. and it's I not have for this... three, but uh, one's a joke one. Oh, one's a joke of mine, I should say. I really hope that you have one that makes more sense because like, I know there's one there. This is one where it's like, ooh, I can sense it. I know it's there, but I just, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. And I tried to look up idioms, or not idioms, I tried to look up proverbs but I couldn't find my page again because I'm an idiot and... One of these days we'll save closed it. Closed it. I meant to look that up, too. I I never really word things the way that I want to when I'm watching it. And I'm oh, I'll go look up some better yeah. way to word it later. And then I don't. So Let's I don't see. have anything that's a proverb or anything. I'm double checking. Oh, no, there it is. I didn't close out of it. Ha ha, I found it. Oh, nice. So you can you can say yours if you want. Okay. The... Well, the joke one I have is don't trust your dad mainly for jess because his dad oh is. okay <laughs> my joke one is puberty sucks oh yeah because at one point <laughs> the they dia- he goes diagnosis puberty, puberty. <laughs> and not really it's like you, you just see the doctor go diagnosis and then cody goes puberty yeah they cut to him back at home later yeah that was a great scene um, I'm, so, I, I, I'm pretty sure when we were watching it I went Puberty! Because yeah. I've seen that Joke before yeah. Um, The main ones I have Are the classic Decom moral of it's okay to be Different and accept people's Differences Yeah I I don't But that's not what this is about because I feel like it's It's more about Cody Having to accept himself Yeah so I have I have loved the skin you're in, <laughs> but I think yes, that's like it's I think that's like Dove. I think that's I, I'm now realizing after I wrote I it think that it I'm pretty is. sure that's the Dove tagline. I feel line. like we had that one before, and I was trying to remember if it was Dove or Olay or some, one yeah. of those. But, but I yeah. feel like I feel like it's more like accept yourself because also, or it's ex- it's not accept change because like I also want to. It does also apply to. I wanted to also apply it to, like, Sam and Jess and the yeah. parents. Well, Jess is going through a lot of changes with, I mean, especially with his dad and
1: becoming yeah. more
0: okay with himself and not hiding in his own little world, I guess. Yeah. I just saw no news is good news and my brain went, no news, no news this this good is good news. news. <laughs> Bringing it back. Yes. Oh, God. We're never going to get away from Robin Hood, Men, and Tights in this friendship. <laughs> There's, a, there's one of these that I just saw that I was like, man, this applies to a couple old ones. Darn. Darn it. Like, I just saw, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. And I'm like, hmm, I know a movie that would apply to. Beauty is only skin deep. That could be, yeah, that could apply to Sam. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, here's one that kind of works. A ship in the harbor is safe, but that is not what a ship is for which is get out of your comfort zone to grow and fulfill your potential. I like that one. Plus it ties into the water. Yeah. There's also appearances can be deceptive. Looks can be deceiving. Basically. I don't know why it's appearances can be deceptive. Yeah. That's weird. I feel like this is a joint moral because there is from the moral that applies to everyone. I feel like a ship in the harbor is safe, but that is not what a ship is for. That applies to almost everyone. Mm hmm. Everyone that, applies to Jess, that applies to Jess. That applies to Sam. Zone. That applies to the the parents. That applies to the uh, Jess's dad. And it mostly applies to Cody. So, like, I feel like that's that's probably it. Mm-hmm. But there's also, I think, for Cody specifically, and I think this is like the, it's like an accidental true moral, but not really. His, I think, is accept yourself. Or yeah. It's like, I almost feel like I almost feel like it's just accept change. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think it is? Um, I like the one that applies to everybody, but I do think that the one that they were probably trying to do the most was more with Cody.
1: With yeah, change
0: is okay. So I don't know if we want to do our like an accidental moral. I don't know. Maybe they were. Trying I to feel do like both. it's not an. Ex- I feel like the a ship in the harbor, or whatever. It. I think that one is the accidental true moral. But it's not like it's accidental, like, whoopsie-daisy, you did this and it should have been this. It's more like, like yeah, we can throw that in there, too. This one is what applies to everyone, but this is the one that really pushes the story forward. And I think that has to do with, is it accepting change or is it accepting yourself? Is it accepting your destiny? I think it's more of a destiny thing. Yeah, I think it's accepting destiny. Because even your though it's destiny. change, it's kind of, I mean, he was going to be that the whole time. It's like, it's like a accept who you are meant to be. Accept yeah. your fate. I'm sure there's a good phrase for this. And maybe we'll, well find it later, but yeah, for now we can leave it as. Because it's not like just follow your destiny. It's really about accepting your destiny. Accept your destiny. Let's go yeah. with that. We're just gonna go with that. Okay, now we have to rank it. Yeah, I also did have a side one for Jess, which is stand oh. up for what's right, even if you go against your family, which I feel like was a big thing for 2020 oh, yeah. with a lot of people too. Yeah, my God, so that was that was a good one that they were doing with Jess because mm-hmm. his dad was not a great person. No, he was not, and he was not redeemed. I don't think this is the best moral. But I also don't think this was the worst moral, so I'm gonna, you know, look at my list of my morals and starting at whatever the fives were, which I didn't have any at a five-five. Oh, this was way better than Upside Down Magic. Not, like, way, way, way better, but... (sighs) It's not as good as the original Xenon. Oh, no. But I feel like it's better than Upside Down Magic. It is. And I feel like it's better than Halloween Town, so I think I'm gonna set it at a seven. Because... It's I have Starstruck at a seven and five, and it's not that I think that Starstruck is, you know, so much better. So maybe I'll do this one at a seven two five. Yeah, because I think Starstruck, the Starstruck moral, is just a little better because it does apply to multiple people, and that actually helps propel the story, the multiple storylines, as opposed to just Cody's whole thing. But that's not it's not bad this time around. Meanwhile, the Halloween Town one for me is about one character, kind of. There's a little bit about Aggie, too, but it's mostly about the mom. Yeah. I think I'm going to do a seven for this one. I don't think I have any sevens. I don't have any I know it's organized either. by like your ranking, but I'm trying to see mine. You don't. I don't... You have a seven five for... For Xenon, the sequel. Uh, did I do what I think I did? No, I didn't. Uh, wait, yo, I did. I'm gonna start over because I can't read my own lists. <laughs> I have Halloween Town at a seven five. I have uh, Starstruck at a seven seven five. Guess what? This is going at a seven seven five because I can't read numbers. Um, I have a seven. I have Xenon at a seven. Um, and by Xenon, I mean the sequel. Oh, yeah. Where's my original Xenon? Xenon, I have it at an eight. I I don't think this is as good as the Xenon moral, because that Mm-mm. really applies to the whole movie. What was the sequel moral? Fight for what? Fight for what you think is right. Which isn't bad. Now, the question is, do I want to put 13th year above that or below that? Or as the same as that? I don't know. I think I'm still going to stick with a 7. It's about the same as sequel for me, but I feel like... I don't know. Part of me just wants a seven because i don't have one yet that's probably my thing for me is that it's just that that halloween town one and i know that i said that i wasn't gonna touch these you want to change your halloween town one i think that halloween town being at seven five is too high for me so i think what i'm gonna do and everyone can hate me if they want but i'm gonna move halloween town to a seven two five why do I even have the Halloween Town moral higher than Z- than Xenon? That seems weird to me. I'm gonna just bump it down to a seven. I don't know why it's. You mean are you talking about the sequel? Because you have the original yes, the Z- Z- Xenon. Xenon the Sorry, I keep oh, okay. saying I keep saying just Xenon. I mean the sequel. Okay. No, the Xenon Girl of the 21st Century moral. Great. Yeah, I'm bumping Halloween Town down to a seven. I think Halloween Town and the sequel being at the same level for me is fine. The Halloween Town one being. So much higher <laughs> was weird. and by so much higher, I mean a half point higher, but still, so I think I'm gonna put the thirteenth year at a seven two five because yeah. I want it to be above I want it to be above them, but I don't know if it's a seven five, but I might change that, but we'll see and now I have to go and change my <laughs> Halloween town ranking in the other page. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's part of me is that I don't, the whole like accept your destiny is I feel like a pretty common one. So part of me just I don't know. I feel like it needs to be more unique for me to really give it the the higher that's one. That's rude. I know it's rude, but it's not about because, it's not about if it's unique or not. It's about if it's if, if it does I a good job well it's of done, it. But that's I feel like it, but I feel like it also doesn't do like the. We haven't Best had an accept job. your destiny one though. The Teen Beach ones were about uh controlling your destiny and making your own destiny. I guess that's true. So we haven't. I'm so many different things th- with destiny. I mean, yeah, but it's not about it's This is about, and I mean, it's not. You know, it's not like I think it's better because I do think it's not as good of a moral. But it's it is different because it's about your destiny is already made for you. Yeah. Whereas those are about, you don't have to follow these paths. Yeah. I mean, I think no matter what, I would rank it still the same. I'm just, I think I'm thinking if it was some unique moral, like, you know, how Scream Team was so unique and that's what really gave it such a high one for me. I don't think it's so unique, though. I think, I mean, death is just a part of life isn't a unique moral or proverb in general. I think, yeah, it's unique for for because they did such a a great job of I think it. it's also that but I think the other thing we have to try and do and I this is something I'm going to have to try and do as well is that you know the scream team being a 10 moral is we can't we can't compare everything to the scream team because even at a 10 it's it's so much higher but I mean the next one after that is the are the two teen beach movies and they're nine and nine two five. So, I mean, the Scream Team, even compared to them, is substantially higher. Yeah. Nearly a point. So, and, and honestly, it's like, it is like a perfect 10. That's such a good moral. So, it's it's hard, it's hard to like, we can't put the Scream Team up on a pedestal. It just has to be on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, for overall ranking, I thought I knew exactly where I was going to put it. And then I looked at my things that I have at that level, and I went, "Hmm, it's better than those." <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna put it at? I was gonna put it as a B. Yeah, I was thinking of B. And then as well. I looked and I saw cowbells, and I was like, "It's better than cowbells." And yeah. I looked and saw Halloween Town, and I was like, "It's better than Halloween Town to me." And then, and I feel bad because I want more B's, but I'm like, I think this is a B plus. And then I looked at Scream Team I'm like, it's not as good as Scream Team. And then I was like, <laughs> damn it. I think I do need to move Scream Team up to an A-. <laughs> what do I have? Uh, I have Scream which Team Which I said a- I was probably yeah. going to do anyway. But, yeah. Because I think that it's about the same level for me as Don't Look Under the Bed. And and yeah. Starstruck, honestly. I, feel yeah, like it, I was going to say it Starstruck, I have, yeah. I think I'm going to do a B-plus, too. I, I, I was also originally thinking B, but yeah, there's no way I'm putting it lower than my other B-plus movies. Yeah. I think I want to do a B. Plus, and I can't tell if I want to do a 75, like the same score as Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh, uh, I, I also it have a you high. wish a, I have you wish Do I have a, a 78 yet? I might, I might do a why 78. Why do I have, I have so many? Why do I have you wish it a 75? That's dumb. Why do I have two 75s? Why did I do that, Spencer? <laughs> ah, Yeah, I think I want to put this one just under jump in for my overall ranking. I want to alter my Don't Look Under the Bed and You Wish rankings, and I'm trying to figure out how I want to do that. Because I want to bump at least one of these three to a 76. And I don't care if there's two 75s, but I'm just trying to figure out which one I do think is better. Oh, I know what I have to do. I have to look at their rankings and the moral and the test of time. I get a 6.5 and an 825 for Don't Look Under the Bed for Test of Time and Moral, respectively. 6.25 6.25 and 8.5, so that's... Technically, don't look at the bed, it's a tiny bit better than you wish. And then this one, I just gave it a 7... I just gave this one way higher, so I think this one has to be a 76. So, so are you giving it a B-plus at 78? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, and I'm doing it 76. I'm fine with that. I feel fine with that. I think those three movies are... And and Starstruck, even, are pretty, pretty well situated and jump in i think these b plus movies can all pretty much be compared yeah and down the line probably i'm, I'm probably weird, but... gonna rank the moral higher i just i don't know maybe it was the You'll whole organizing thing of it i i probably will <laughs> i don't know why part of me is like I, I can't rank it higher than a seven i don't know why sometimes you just like that like <laughs> it's it's just and by you i mean the royal you including myself yeah and then you stew on it for a while and you're like i don't know why i did that you know, instinct. It tells you what to do and then it's wrong sometimes. Thought process. I have one thing left to talk about. And it's, it's like really my, actually I have two things because I just remember the other thing. One is that, uh, there's a scene where you see, uh, Cody getting a drink from a water fountain and there's actually just two things about this water fountain that I just remembered. He's drinking that water so sensually like, I know he's supposed to be thirsty, but I don't know what direction the director gave him. But he was just like, Cody. Seductively drinking water. You need this water <laughs> more than you've needed anything in the world. Drink this water like it has been a thousand years, man. And he just, he the way he's drinking the water, it's so sensual and it made me super uncomfortable. Yeah. Can I also say yeah. it's funny that... Um, A lot of people from Wisconsin say bubbler, but you say water fountain, and I say drinking fountain, and neither of us use bubbler. I've never used bubbler. I don't know I I used bubbler. I I feel like in in elementary school I used bubbler. I've never used it. My mom says bubbler, and she's from Massachusetts. Hmm. I don't know. I I, I haven't met any... None of my friends say bubbler. They either say water fountain or drinking fountain. Yeah. I just say water fountain because I say water more often. And it's easier for me to say water drinking for some reason. I have some problems with my guttural sounds because I had a retainer at the roof of my mouth for like three years. That's probably not the amount of time it was. But I was like it was from when I was like eight to ten. So, you know, two or three years. Mm -hmm. And it made it really hard to make those sounds. And I don't mean like, oh, I couldn't make them, but it hurt. It was like a W-shaped appliance that was from my, my, my back teeth to my back teeth. And it, hurt, I could like feel the metal slap against the roof of my, roof of my oh, mouth, geez. and it's part of the reason why I struggle with enunciation sometimes is because it hurt to speak. So you were kind of just trained, well, yeah. not trained, but naturally. So dr- you didn't so say, R yeah. sounds, R sounds, which aren't guttural sounds, but like R sounds that are mixed with other sounds, like drink, where it like goes into your guttural. Yeah, and like K sounds and ng sounds. Hurt, used to hurt me. So I sometimes struggle with that. Yeah. Bubbler must be like a northern maybe it's a northern Wisconsin thing. It or... must be. I it's I, I've heard I'm not saying that I heard anyone say it, but like I it's not I've seen these lists that are like everyone calls it a bubbler and it's like no. No. Like there was a BuzzFeed list that it was like weird things that everyone says in the state and the one from Wisconsin was bubbler and I was like, Nobody says bubbler. Yeah. In I feel like more people when I was in college would say it than people but it's not a school. wisconsin thing but it, like lacrosse not... was also more northern and there were people a lot of people from minnesota so maybe minnesota yeah. uses bubbler. i don't know i don't it was a weird one it was like they and also that buzzfeed does this thing where they're like oh you're you're the one person from the state to say something that must be it for the whole state yeah um anyway but in this line for the water fountain there's a bunch of people waiting for this water fountain which doesn't make any sense there's obviously gotta be other water fountains on this place but one of the kids waiting is kristen stewart because one of her parents was the script supervisor so yay nepotism not that i don't like kristen stewart but it was just you know yeah you get lucky when you got a parent in the business exactly oh i wrote down the music i feel like the music was like the background music, not the last song, was pretty good for just. I don't remember it at all. So I it probably was fine if yeah. I don't remember, if I have no thoughts. It's I feel like fine. it was a very, like, majestic, I'm at the beach, and it's very dramatic type of music. Yeah. The only other thing that I have is that the mom is afraid of doctors. Yeah. She's, she's like, very they're going to take my baby natural... away like, holistic approach to medicine. Mm-hmm. And, well, I think he says she doesn't believe in modern medicine. Yeah. So. It was weird, but that's that's, that's all I had. I, like I said, I wrote on about a third of my, my note card. I don't have a Post-it today. Yeah. That's all I have, too. Which is weird for me. I feel like I have a lot of stuff usually written down. Well, Not we talked I... about a lot of it, too, weren't we? Yeah. Well, that's the 13th year. And next, we are watching The Color of Friendship, which neither of us have seen. Yeah, Maybe. I'm, I'm excited, too. I'm kind of nervous. I hope that they do a good job of Yeah, handling... I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see how this one holds up in kind of a reverse way, because I want to be like, how far have we come in 20 years? Yeah. I'm going to guess not far. Probably not far. Just a guess. Yeah. And I guess I don't even really know the plot of the movie. I was going to say, like, I wonder what they're going to do with like racism and stuff like that but at the same time i don't even know what they're going for in this movie because i don't know anything about it no i don't know either i just don't want to look until it's it's until it's time yeah i feel like it's popped up you know when like netflix and hulu um a few months ago were giving recommendations for oh black lives matter we're gonna show like these this block of movies is available to watch Mm -hmm. and this movie would pop up i think on disney plus when they did that so yeah i'm so excited we have three more movies in there the color of friendship which will be interesting motocross which i've seen like a handful of times many many years ago and then we get to 2002 and we get to watch we get to watch Canada kelly oh yeah we get to watch kelly. i'm just i don't know why i was like what is Cara really looking forward to that's the one. I would be looking forward to 2001 even more if it was The Luck of the Irish year, but it's not. Oh, is it next season? It's next season. Good. You guys don't you guys I know it probably you I'm going to say this and you're going to be like, "Yeah, no, we get it." You do not understand how long I've been waiting to rewatch The Luck of the Irish. <laughs> not since before we started this podcast cuz I had this idea for this podcast when I was still in Japan. And I was like, you know, it'd be fun. And also I had no idea how to watch Look at the Irish because Disney Plus didn't exist yet. And I just, just I just, I couldn't find my VHS because it's so packed away in my parents' basement and I just want to watch this movie. <laughs> I watched this movie like once a month for my entire childhood and I, I, I'm really excited. Oh. It's probably going to be terrible and I'm going to love every second of it. <laughs> well, it's worked I out really so- well if you had this idea in Japan and then they came out with Disney Plus. Yeah. Nice. Well, I had an idea because like Ethan had an idea for a podcast, and I was like, "Oh, what would be a fun podcast for me and Sarah?" And I was like, you know, something about movies, something about Disney. How about Disney movies? Disney didn't movies. Anyway, decommission for this week. Accept your destiny. Accept except that we're all fated to succumb to that capitalism. You might turn into Fish Boy. <laughs> I think you should definitely look up the music video for the thirteenth year. Oh, please! If do. you haven't yet, um, I do think that you know just based on what we talked about at the beginning of this movie though p- try and set up like a game night a virtual game night with your friends it's pretty it's pretty easy if you use discord or zoom you can do screen sharing for jackbox or mm-hmm. even like there's online card games there's animal crossing yeah there's animal crossing there's all sorts of things you know if you just try and try and set up just you know even a half an hour with someone—it's—it really—it can really boost your morale. It can really—it can really make you feel great. Yeah, Among Us—that's a hot one right now. Heck, yeah, Among Us is really fun. Or you can start d and D campaign. Or that. And succumb to the dark side of D and D and never come back because that's where I am. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you in the next one for the color of friendship. See you next time. Bye bye everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>